Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back. Welcome back. Accio Heisties. <laughs> that was terrible. Accio Sorry, poppers. guys. <laughs> Jake, and I, Jake and I are still trying to figure out the best name for the Popcorn Heist quote-unquote following that we hope we have. Um, and I think every episode we discuss it, we still have. I like Heisties the best. Heisties is okay. Yeah. Also, I think, I random, random, the day we're recording it, the Wordle today, I don't know if you did it. I don't do Wordle. I started it yesterday, and the word today was heist. So, Oh, look at that. I was very excited. Heisties, baby. It's a sign. This may be the best Popcorn Heist episode ever. <laughs> Honestly, I think it'll be a good one. Oh, we, got, we got a good one for you today. Folks. Yep, and for those of you joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand created by Jake and I, where we share movie and TV content created by diehard fans with other diehard fans. The podcast is a show where we can nerd out about franchises we love the most, like Marvel, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Disney, and in this case, Harry Potter. We release new episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, definitely give us a follow and a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. It helps us out a lot. We'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the other podcast on our network, A Sims Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with our good friends Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content like blog posts, rankings, brackets, polls, trivia on Tuesdays, visit us at popcornheist.com or follow us on Instagram or TikTok or any social media of your choosing at Popcorn Heist. Well said. and join the heist become a heisty yes a heisty a colonel a popcorn we have many names (laughs) there are many things that are interesting about you all um yeah most importantly that you listen to us idiots we we so like we said earlier we got a good one for you today because oh what is it there not to say about this movie there's many things i i could say there's many things i should not say or maybe should i should because we speak the truth here at popcorn heist uh we speak our opinion we're talking about the secrets of dumbledore um (laughs) (laughs) jake and i it's a long story but we call dumbledore dumbledore like d-o-o-r um we're talking about the secrets of dumbledore um which is the third installment of the fantastic beast franchise which is the prequel to the harry potter series um if you're listening to this episode you probably already know all that um and the fantastic beast franchise has a very interesting history and jake and i have really yet to discuss this movie so i'm very excited for this episode because usually we'll text each other a little bit after we see the movies but i had i saw this movie two days ago jake saw it last night and we haven't had a chance to really discuss it so i'm very excited for this episode um it's gonna be an interesting experience because <laughs> Yeah, I honestly just like the movie was. You heard a little bit of my grumblings uh, before we started the episode tonight. I honestly have no idea what you're going to say. I have a feeling you're going to come out and be like, "You loved it." I will say, 
I do not care for these Fantastic Beasts movies, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> but So I'll save my thoughts for after our quote. Yes. So if you've listened to Popcorn Heist the Podcast in the past, then you know this already. But for those of you who are new here, Nick and I, when we first became friends in college, we bonded over movie quotes, uh, TV quotes, quotes from random clips we found online and even quotes that we just steal from little bits of life. Uh, but it's something we bonded over. We think that movie quotes are really awesome and we dedicate a quote to every episode. Sometimes it doesn't always come from the source material. It doesn't always have a direct connection, but we always try to have it have a slight connection. And this one is a little bit meta, but it comes straight from secrets of Dumbledore. Um, so the quote is from Newt Scamander himself. The, I guess you could call him the lead or maybe that's questionable in this one. Um, but they're assembling the squad to go take down Gellert Grindelwald and Newt's commander says Grindelwald has the ability to see the future. So if we hope to defeat him, then our best hope is to confuse him. I suggested that we use this quote because I felt like they were speaking to me in this moment because I was so confused the entire damn movie that things just were happening. And I was like, okay, uh, like I'll, I'll stick with it and see if it's <laughs> It surprises me, but just thing after thing kept happening, and I was just shaking my head the entire time. And I was like, "Yeah, you're confusing us right now. You're not confusing Grindelwald." Thoughts, Nick? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that quote was a little bit of I, I think it was almost like a little bit of an excuse slash nod to the fact that this movie was going to be all over the place. Um, so I agree with the quote, but. Would you like me to get on with my thoughts about the entire yes, movie? Yes, I want to hear. Okay, I think this movie freaking slapped. I loved it. Oh my god, no way. I swear. Okay, here's how I feel. Oh, Easily god. the best of the Fantastic Beast movies, like by far. I rewatched so the second one's the worst. The first one I rewatched way worse than I remembered. Um didn't like didn't enjoy it. Like just kind of wanted it to end. This movie, I feel like, definitely messy. I feel like the a lot of it comes from the fact that they're trying to balance, like, the Fantastic Beasts and the Dumbledore Grindelwald thing. And I think they did it better, this movie, than in the past. Um, but, you know, recently, when we've been talking about good movies, bad movies, like, a metric I've been using a lot is, like, how I feel during the movie. Does it feel like a chore to watch, or am I enjoying myself? Um, this movie did not feel like a chore to watch. I actually enjoyed every moment in the theater. And as the movie was going on, I wanted it to continue. I was like, I hope we're not coming to an end because I was having fun the whole time and definitely messy, definitely some weird plot points, but I just felt like I enjoyed it. I felt like Mads, Mads Michelson or Mads Mickelson because Mads, I've heard both. Mads Mickelson, I think. Okay. We'll go with Mads Mickelson. I thought he was a great Grindelwald. Um, not that I think Johnny Depp was a bad Grindelwald. I think he was a good Grindelwald in other ways. I think he kind of brought the weirdness to it, but I think Mads Mikkelsen was a great Grindelwald. I believe the relationship between him and Dumbledore, which I think I wouldn't have believed if Johnny Depp was playing him would have been like, how did Dumbledore fall for this weirdo? Um, I, I could see that. For yeah. Sure. I thought yeah. Mads was great. I think he should have been cast in the first place. Um, whether or not you agree with why Johnny Depp got fired. I think Mads was a better Grindelwald. Um, and I, I think, um, a lot of my love for this movie comes from him because every, every scene he was in, I was interested in and engaged in. I think a lot of the, um, time of the movie where it was going between two plots, 
I kind of just wanted it to get back to like the either e- either Grindelwald or Dumbledore. Dumbledore's like plot around it because I was interested in like their relationship too. So I enjoyed the movie. I think it was super messy at times, but the plot had more of a through line than in the past. I well, <laughs> I could definitely agree with you there. I mean, Crimes of Grindelwald is definitely the worst of the three. I don't think this is the best of the three. I th- I still think the first one is still the best one, even though it's not a great movie Could not by any measure. Um, and I I agree with you to a certain extent. Like a really bad movie, you're like, can this just end already? But in a sense, I think that this is almost just as bad or worse. I don't want to act like a toxic fan also and just like trash it. There are some good things about this movie that I really enjoyed, but most of it just like instead of wanting the movie to end. Every single time something happened, I w- I didn't want it to end. I was like, explain that, please. Like, give that its proper weight. Like, don't just jump to the next thing. Like, explain why that makes sense. Explain why you made that decision. Why are you doing this? What's going on with this character? Why did you just jump away from them so quickly? Why is this character even in the movie? <laughs> why is this plot point even in the movie? What secrets are they talking about? What is the secret of Dumbledore? He gay. Yeah, they reveal that in the first point of the movie, and we knew that already going into the movie. He got that's a nephew. A, that's not a secret. Oh, get at it. Give me a break. I think the secrets stem from like one individual scene when he gives his backstory, but we knew most of it already. I, I yeah, we we knew it. I just like the whole time I was like, are they gonna like really reveal some grand secret? Like, what's the relationship between him and Credence? Like, it seemed to. It was very Rise of Skywalkery to me too, because it seemed like it just kind of threw things away from the previous movies, and I don't know. I but again, I don't want to be a toxic, trashing it the whole time. Something I think this movie did really, really well compared to the other two is the visuals. The visuals were mm-hmm. like Way beautiful, better. so captivating. Like there were certain scenes where they were doing certain spells. Uh, the one that first comes to mind is the the book Port Key, where Jacob and um, Professor Hicks, I think. Hicks, yeah. Is it Hicks? Hickens, Hicks. Something like uh, that. They were running up the book as Grindelwald and his followers were chasing them. That was so cool. Lots of really cool scenes that were also reminiscent of like the original franchise. And it, it this movie actually like made me feel things. <laughs> <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald, the whole time I was just like, it was similar energy where things just kept happening and happening, but it also felt like something, nothing was happening at the same time. Whereas this one, like I actually was like scared at certain points or like, I was like, Oh, what's going to happen next? When w- the scene, when um, Newt goes to rescue his brother Theseus with that bug creature, I was legitimately like, kind of like gripping myself. I was like, Oh, this is scary. This is scary. <laughs> Cause I'm like not a bug person. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like a little freaky. Reminded me of like the chamber of secrets a little bit. Um, with weird creatures and stuff. That's my overall. Well, the spy I, does. Is that what you're talking about? Follow yeah. The, spy, the, the spiders, yeah. the the chamber secrets all combined yep. a little bit. Um, there are many other reasons and many other gripes I have with it, but that's overall just in my takeaways from this movie. Yeah. Just to comment on some of the things you said, visuals were great. Another scene that I was like, okay, this is a step up. Like, I actually feel like I want to use this magic is when they're um, in like the final, not the final battle, but like, the final when they're on that weird sky island thing um mm-hmm. when like professor hicks or hickens i can't remember her name like kicks over the basket of orbs and like they're like swinging the orbs around and stuff mm-hmm. like that's a cool fight scene i think that whole final 
act was kind of cool. Um, but I will, I do agree that there are certain plot points that were not explained properly and they didn't justify why the whole team was there. They didn't justify why certain team members were left out this time around. Um, and I do think there's a little bit of retconning from the prior movie, um, specifically for Queenie. I think she got off real easy. Um, that's that's one that comes to mind. Um, but I, I just think I enjoyed the, enjoyed the movie. Um, and you know I love a good villain, and I feel like I definitely got that from this movie, and I felt like he was super powerful and um even though i think they should have focused on the fact that the reason he was able to do things were because he has the elder wand i feel like the elder wand is kind of slept on in these movies like he has it and you see it but a lot of his magic that he uses that like people don't expect like specifically towards the end it's like i've heard people saying like oh why didn't anyone realize he could be manipulating things the way he was but it's like because he has the elder wand it's an easy explanation that they could have used and it would have been cool if they used it but they decided to come and just leave it out and yeah there's just some magic that's really not explained and they do a lot of fighting in like some weird dimension that's never explained or like a lot of discussing and fighting in a weird third dimension that really pissed me off dude so 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 the mirror dimension i I literally especially the fight with credence i was like that's definitely like some sort of Harry Potter version of the mirror dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff. And, I mean, the first scene, I don't even know what that was. I, I, I think it would have been great if they explained, what, like, was it a memory? I, no, it be- no, no. I think they like met up. It was either Dumbledore's imagination or they met up. I think they met up and it's, it might've had something to do with the blood pact, but if they just gave an explanation on what it was, whether it was visual, like they showed the blood pack after it, uh, blood packed after it. But they didn't show like if they had it like spew out magic and they like both emerge from it. it like, just ex- explain what type of magic that is. They didn't go into that at all. It's it feels like um speaking of a comparison to Scott to Star Wars, it feels like Ray and Kylo Ren, like how they can FaceTime, but yeah. they they don't explain it nearly as well. So you're like how what just happened? Credence is like the same thing. He uses the Deluminator a little bit. Don't know what the hell that did. Who uses the, the Deluminator? Dumbledore. When they're like fighting, like when him and Credence are fighting, he like uses a Deluminator at the end and it like takes them both out of the mirror dimension. That's weird. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It, it, it was just the third dimension thing was weird. He like some raindrop hits Credence's head. Doesn't make any sense. So let's start off with the blood pact. Well, first, before I, I want to say, I think Mads Mikkelsen is good in the role, but what did the guy have? Ten minutes of screen time, five minutes more than Johnny Depp oh, did. He was great. I feel like he had two big scenes. That's it. What? No, he was in the perfect amount of the movie. I don't think the whole that. election thing. Not, no, not he was great. I disagree. Yeah. How much did he speak in the in the movie? He barely spoke in this movie. No, he was good. He was he was perfect. That he needs, for, but yeah, but for Gellert Grindelwald, it's supposed to be like almost as feared, maybe even more feared than Voldemort. But like, it's it's like his got, whole. He has two movies left, and it's like his whole aura. He did almost take over over the world in this movie, the Wizarding World. However, wish they kind of went into that more too, which I'm sure we'll get to. So yeah, some random council that they just 
throw it in. Like, I thought it was the ministry. That's it. Since when ever in canon. Yeah, that's something we got to get into, the politics of the wizarding world. (laughs) But going back, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about the blood pact and... um, all right, let's let's talk about the blood pack first. While, while I try to remember the other thing I wanted to say, so many <laughs> things I want to say about this movie. All right, entire plot hole. The blood pact. They explain it in the beginning that if Dumbledore even thinks about moving against Grindelwald, literally starts so choking dumb. him to death, and then the other piece, like I guess, is trying to go out to stab Grindelwald. It'll like kill them both simultaneously. That's the way I understood it. And midway through the movie he starts to help out the team to go against grindelwald and nothing happens yeah he literally is just making intricate plans to go against grindelwald instead of fighting him the the blood pack should have strangled him to death it, it, they shouldn't have put put that plot point in that it would strangle him in the first place it should have just been that they can't take arms against each other yeah why it, even put that thing about thinking about it because they wanted it, to show what it would do to him but i didn't need that it, they could have just made it like the, un, the unbreakable curse or un, unbreakable promise yeah the unbreakable kills you. yeah it, I don't know why they did that. And two, this is not the only time that this happens in the movie, but anytime there's like a big pacing is absolute shit in this movie. Like oh, anytime there was like a big reveal, like it was either you could see it from a mile away or they just graze past it or things just kind of dissolve without any explanation. Like what? Do you, unbreak- like what? Well, first off, the blood pact, dumbass explanation for how that thing broke. Yeah, I was I so confused. He was just like, well... He sought to destroy. I sought to protect. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. That was dumb, yeah. Like, their wands connect. What What was it? Like, he tried to Avada Kedavra uh, Credence and Dumbledore, like, the wands connected. Him, and then yeah. it, and I think broke. he tried to, he, like, tried to protect him, but he didn't attack Grindelwald. So, here. I like their now, little fight in the mirror dimension, though. That that makes sense, like, because it's like Harry Potter would, like, the... The act of the protection, like the act of love, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of. But like Dumbledore doesn't love Credence, like dumb. Another reveal, like when they all have the cases that one is supposed to have the chip. What, what is the thing called? The chillin? Chilland, I think chilland. Again, an, I, I think a lot of the roots of the problems with this series is that they try to shoehorn things that are completely separate. Something that felt like they wanted to make a series about magical creatures, mm-hmm. and then a series about Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Just shoving yeah, in true. this I, like I magical, just shoving in this magical creature like whatever. Then the whole time they all have these five cases with one with the magical creature in it. You're like, oh, who has it? Who has it? Obviously, you know who's in the crew. You yeah. know that his uh, assistant Bunty's going to show up. But they tried to make it like this big reveal. Like I, that's true. Covered, that's true. And I was like, dude, I know who it is. Like and she's like, oh, we you least expect it. There's so hey, many. You know what they should have done? It should have been Tina. It should have been Tina. That would have been sick. Why is she not in this movie? Why? And, and it's, I thought the actress didn't want to come back, but she's in the movie anyway. Yeah. Maybe she just had a scheduling conflict. That was dumb. What they should have done is, in, I mean, I did love their scene together when they first see each other for the first time, but I think that was an amazing scene, actually. Very touching. Um, it was cute. But they should have had Bunty maybe get killed. Would have been sick. Um, no, I like Bunty. She was actually funny in this movie, but I was yeah. also at the same time like, why is his assistant part of the main squad now? <laughs> I just don't. I like that she was part of the squad though, but I think they should have had Tina be holding the case. Um, I also think the Chilland, the real one, should have. We're getting hopping around plot points, but you know what? The movie did it to us. Yeah. Uh, the Chilland should have bowed to Jacob and not Dumbledore. 
That would have been the, the chill and bowing to Dumbledore was like, why? I don't. That, and then it bowed to like the ra- oh my god, the random lady at the end. I hated that it's just bowing to Dumbledore because I was like, it it just was so expected and so yeah. like lazy, and it, I was stupid. Chillin, he's no not one. a candidate. There's three candidates. It should have bowed to no one or Jacob because it would have posed like an interesting question to all the wizards. Like you were all just voting for the guy who hated muggles and it's bowing to the muggle, proving that the muggles are not all bad. Or it should have been Newt because he's the main character and he clearly has a good heart. Well, Well, the freaking random other candidate lady. I didn't even know her name. Give her her some part of the movie. Give her one scene. Yeah. Santos. Uh, I thought it would, I also thought it was going to bow to Jacob, but. And let's talk about Jacob because honestly, I love him. I think he's a great character. It was I didn't like his role. In, it was it oh. felt like it really felt like a weird excuse to bring him into the movie. And I would have understood if they gave him a real wand. Why the hell did they give him a fake wand? Well, they can't give him a real wand. He's not a wizard. You can't just give him a muggle wand. Why not? They could train him. He's they're going up to fight against Grindelwald. Dude, that's clearly... not how wizards work. You can't just give him a wand. But then I mean, that's all they, point. Then why did they invite him? I, was... I I okay. I agree with you. Why did they invite him? I don't agree with you that they could just hand him a wand because that would go against all wizarding lore. You can't just hand him a wand. But um, aren't there people in in canon that like Hermione is born of two Muggle parents and she becomes a witch? Yeah, but she's but she's not a Muggle who trained to be a wizard. She's like born with the wizard gene. Like you can be a mud uh, mudblood. Don't want to use any offensive terms in harry potter world but you could be a mudblood but that's different than being a muggle like jacob's not a mudblood he's a muggle that's the whole that's the whole point like they can't just make every character a wizard that's like making every character in star wars a fortune you can't do that i like that he's a muggle shouldn't have given him a real wand i like that he's part of the squad because i love him i think he was a great part of this movie but it didn't make they didn't justify bringing him in and they didn't justify like they really wanted to give professor hickens or hicks a big opening scene like Newt. Why wouldn't Newt just go get him? Yeah, two things. But like, if you're gonna make him part of the squad, then why give him the fake wand? Um, I, I don't understand because he's like the wild card. That's so dumb. They should have had the wand. What they should have done. Okay, if anyone listening has ever played Skyrim, I bring it up every once in a while on this podcast. My favorite video game. They have an item. It's called the Wabajack, and you shoot it at anything, and it has a random effect on anything you like use it on. It can turn them into, it can like make them huge. It can turn them into like crazy difficult other, like you can make them way stronger. It can turn them into like a sweet roll, like a little pastry. It can turn them into a chicken. <laughs> it has a random effect on, on whatever you use it on. I think the wand should have had that effect. That would have been awesome. Cause it could I, be I a just, magical item. I just don't understand, like, you clearly are making an excuse to bring him in if you're going to bring him in and be like, you're a part of this now. Like, here, like, like join our – like, he's basically part of their community now. Like, I feel like you you could have made him a wizard. You can't make him a wizard. That, that goes against wizarding lore. You're losing all your credibility with the Harry Potter fans. Jake. Okay. Well, then at least, like <laughs> – Why can't they just give Filch a wand? Because he's a squib. They can't. He doesn't have magical powers. Okay, well, that's fair, but like, I agree with you that at least a wand should have had some sort of ability. Like, it, it should have been a magical that object. they were like, "You're a part of this too, Mister Kowalski. Here's a fake wand." Okay, thanks. It should have been a it <laughs> should have been a wabajack. I, I should have been a magical object that had like crazy abilities, and also but not t- that he could control, because that would make him a wizard. Okay, like Dumbledore yeah. should have enchanted it so it did something. I would I would have liked that. 
yeah. But, um, it didn't I, make sense why, why he was part of the squad, but I still loved it. Tangent. Um, one just i don't know random things annoyed me in this movie when they're looking for theseus in the german ministry of magic and they see the guy who captured him walking down the hall jacob like was just running down the hall he's like that's the guy he knows where theseus is hey yeah. you you know where theseus is he i felt like he kept saying theseus too much and i was like stop it <laughs> like he was just like it was meant to be funny i think that guy knows where theseus is i was like jacob please stop it oh my god but that's Spe- a, that that's a nitpick Speaking of that whole sequence, I didn't I, – I, I did love this movie. However, I didn't get why they were going to Germany in the first place. Because, because that's it, where they were voting on um... – But, like, they went to, like, the pre-vote proceedings and, like, did they know that Grindelwald was going to – be there like do they know he was like i just made no sense what they were doing like they're like this is the plan to bring down the greatest wizard in the world we're gonna go to this place that like we don't know why we have to be there and do random stuff and then like come back to hogwarts and then go back somewhere like it just didn't have a plot i didn't get, get why they were there and then like theseus got captured and he went to some random jail like why didn't you just kill him rather than like throw him in this random jail i guess to throw in some fantastic beasts um it was just like that the whole sequence I didn't quite get. I guess it's like the pre thing to like the wizard voting, but I think they should have also had what was the dinner they were all, oh, well, all well, at too. The first thing they went to Germany for was because that's where that guy Vogel was deciding if he was gonna be absolved of his crimes. And he wanted him they when he said do what's right, not what's easy, he wanted him to say like, No, we're not absolving Grindelwald of his yeah. crimes. That's I guess, but that's the whole plan. They're going to send a whole squad there. Just freaking send Dumbledore there. Yeah, like nothing that Dumbledore told them to do was confusing. It was random, but it was all things that made sense. Like, okay, that makes sense. You would go try to stop him from being absolved of Grindelwald's crimes. Like, that's not going to confuse Grindelwald. It just confused us because you you were just all over the place. And also, if you can see the future, having no plan is not going to change anything since when can he see the future that was another thing no he can see the future because he killed the the children yeah i think they knew that they they, i I feel like they didn't explain that at all they should have i I think that was why i assumed but then like it seemed like he could see it throughout the rest so anybody who kills a children can see the future i think i think that's i think that's part of it yeah like not i don't think he had i think he like they didn't explain that yeah they didn't explain that at all, actually. I, I think he could see the future a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how. Just random, anyway, random stuff thrown into this movie. Speaking of Germany, they like didn't explain what was going on. They were in the German Ministry of Magic. Was Vogel the German Minister for Magic? Was like were they voting for someone that's higher than any of the ministers of magic? Like they're like the leader of the whole world. I was. I feel like they didn't lock down that whole political process. So when they went to like some dinner, like they were just at a dinner. I was like, what, what is this dinner? Is this like the pre-vote dinner? Yeah. And I also didn't understand that. They and it was, it was cool. They, they had to go to specifically stop the assassin. Like also like just how did Dumbledore know there was going to be an assassin there? Like. Can Dumbledore see the future? Should we be confusing him? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I get why they wanted to stop the assassin because Dumbledore knew it was going to assassinate Santos, so then it would give Grindelwald more of a chance to be elected. But again, they're supposed to be confusing Grindelwald. I feel like that would not confuse him. 
that's yeah. not confu- I feel like if they they really wanted to go in on that and be like our best chance at defeating Grindelwald is to confuse him, they could have been much more creative and actually done something like really entertaining and like Wabajack. Yeah. I just I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just didn't get what the dinner was. I didn't get what they were doing. I didn't get where they were, what they were doing. Um where he was, what he was doing. Sorry, Star Wars quote. Anyway, um, I didn't get why they were at, like the dinner would have been cool. I love a suave dinner. I love a villain like rolling up to a suave dinner with his like posse. It would have been cool. And it was cool. But I didn't get why Grindelwald had to be there, I guess, to like throw his name in an election. Like, did he have to be at the dinner first? I don't get why they were there. I, I it just, I didn't get why any of the characters were where they were, where they were until they all came back to Hogwarts and then they were going to the place where everyone was voting. Like it, it just didn't really make any sense. Yeah, That's just it. Also, but it was Hogwarts, cool. I enjoyed it. The Hogwarts scenes were just an excuse. That's another thing that annoyed me. <laughs> I feel like I'm being so negative. There are things I liked about this movie, but a lot of things in this movie were just like, it felt like an excuse to show an Easter egg or an excuse to say something that's a reference to the original series. Like, I feel like all the Hogwarts scenes were just an excuse to see Hogwarts and the room requirement. The scene when Newt guesses the place and Dumbledore is like, correct, three points to Hufflepuff. I was like, that's just an excuse to say that. Like, It was it, for it, the trailer. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It, it kind of really, really Also, you can't give points me. to non-students. Like, that's weird. Dumbledore's just a... Uh... Uh, nepotist. <laughs> also, McGonagall is not supposed to be alive in canon. What do you mean? She was the movie. I saw like the movie takes place nineteen thirty five, and I mm-hmm. think she's not born till nineteen thirty six or something. Like she's supposed mm-hmm. to be like, kind of young, a, a bit younger than Dumbledore. I'd fact check that. I mean, she is younger than Dumbledore. D- yeah, d- don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure like the timing doesn't line up. Like McGonagall is technically not supposed to be a, that like a teacher at, at hogwarts yet mm. anyway is dumbledore just a professor still right seems like I he owns the freaking place it also confused me yeah um that that's it if you're gonna go so hard like changing the direction of this series from a focus on fantastic beasts to the dumbledore and grindelwald um conflict i feel like there's not a lot of time not enough time spent on Dumbledore and Grindelwald's backstory. It's mostly just hearsay, like hearing them say like two lines at a time. Whereas like if Dumbledore is supposed to be the most powerful wizard of his age, like I would be interested to see like, why is he, why did he end up as a teacher? You know, like what, like how did he earn his reputation as the greatest wizard of all time? The one, the only one that could be Grindelwald. Like, I feel like we don't understand why people regard him so highly during this time. Right. Yeah, in the second movie, they're like, will you fight him? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I was actually going to ask you next, like, how did you feel about the handling of the Dumbledore-Grindelwald relationship? I felt it was handled well. I like that first scene. They just address it. Everyone was wondering if they were to actually address the gay stuff. Glad they did. Um, felt like that part was, like, felt like from this era forward, it was handled well. I do wish... And I, I think the more I thought about it, the more I wished we got some backstory, not just on their relationship, as much as I would have loved, a little a little kissy kiss <laughs> from their past. Not really that portion of it, but what, like, why was, what was Dumbledore's actual views at the time? Like, did he fully, did Grindelwald go more evil and Dumbledore went more good? Like, were they in the middle, both in the middle at a certain point? Were they both 
on like more of the evil side what like what made dumbledore like so infatuated with grindelwald like why was uh abelforth not um approving of their relationship was it because he's a little bit homophobic or was it because he didn't like grindelwald which he would be right because he ends up being evil um would have liked to like i think it's cool added lore that ariana was an obscurus um but it was just like a throwaway line almost um would have liked to have like almost seen that scene yeah no i completely agree with everything you said i actually i do like the way that they handled explaining their relationship i like that it was right out in the open first scene i think the scenes of dialogue that they did share together which is really only like a couple were actually done really well and i was like i would Mm -hmm. i want to see more of that like yeah give me more of their past give me more of their views how they became more more (laughs) how they like fell in love how you know i i just needed more from them i Um, think i needed more retroactive like things that happened in the past but i i do agree that what was handled from this era forward i think it was i think it's some good scenes and um and you could tell they kind of like it's almost like a um magneto professor x type relationship but they actually were like in love (laughs) but they actually loved each other it's literally very magneto professor x very malcolm x uh martin luther king like what both of those duos are are based on It, it was very very similar to that um going back to what you said earlier is that like they didn't really properly explain that grindelwald has the power of the elder wand like they kind of show it but they don't really explain it isn't it canon that like when both of them were younger they both set out to mm. find the deathly hallows together i like, think that's it, like they aspired to i don't know how far they got why not lean into that yeah i don't under like grindelwald like I feel like they didn't go hard enough. And again, I don't think he had enough screen time in this movie. I really don't think they went hard enough into the fact like, isn't this also taking place at the same time or around the same time as World War II? They were in Germany for a lot of it. I think think it's right before. Yeah, I think they touched on that a little bit in the second movie too. Yeah, like I feel like the, the connections between Grindelwald and Hitler are like very tangential. But I feel like you could have easily made him like 10 times more menacing and like brutal like just considering how much connection there is there and especially the time period that it's in i don't know i just feel i didn't really feel scared by him i feel i don't know and i feel like it's just not explained like really that clearly his motivations i i i I definitely agree with that I i don't know um and by the end i just felt like it was kind of inconsequential like it felt like they kind of they kind of beat him like what else can they do like he no wizards are going to follow him anymore like first off the followers like when the the fake chillin bowed to him they were like yeah grindelwald and they're shooting the green sparks in the air and then the the real chillin bows to santos and they're all like immediately all switch sides and they're like yeah santos and every wizard is like shooting the the orange sparks in the air it felt like no one had real allegiance and completely switched sides and the vibes that i got when he like left at the end like no one is ever going to vote for him. It felt like no, he didn't really have any followers anymore. Like I felt like, where is this going to go next? What is he going to do? You know? Okay. Well, so we're going to get a whole movie like of Dumbledore and him battling. And even in the battle this time, like it was cool, but it kind of just ended without anything. I, I, uh, I don't agree with you that he wasn't menacing. I like, 
I liked him. I thought it was cool. I think you have to um, balance like the like why people follow him also, which I think they did kind of well. Um, I do wish they touched on how he like how he got the Elder Wand. I think Harry Potter itself does not touch on it and shows him like stealing the wand, not actually winning it, which I don't know if that's true in the books. Um, so I would have liked to see like how he got it and not Dumbledore way back when. Um, but whatever. It's not that story, I guess. Um, I think there's other ways he can like gain power. Like Voldemort wasn't minister for magic or anything and he kind of was behind the scenes controlling things so maybe he'll go that route i do think he'll still have followers like there's definitely still people who hate the muggles agree that his motivations make no sense um i kind of thought his motivations were like to reveal himself to the muggle world and like kind of take over and not necessarily to murder them all um i'm kind of confused on whether which like which one he's going with because he also like promises that they can marry the muggles and he's like oh not all that it's like very weird yeah they said that in the second movie and then i was going to ask like are we just to assume that he like basically tricked queenie and she's too afraid to leave him until the end because yeah i think so but but i i think that is part of his like mantra though i i've got that from the second movie but then now in this movie he was kind of like kill all the muggles and everything so i was like queenie why don't you just leave like yeah you know I, i don't know yeah, um, yeah. I, I think his motivations are now locked down. But I do like I think his presence on screen is great. Loved every minute of it. And I think they do show him um performing really powerful magic, which I like. Like I think I which I'm I wanna get to the chillin' too, because I think the chillin' itself is like their attempt to bring Fantastic Peace into it, also like used as an easy plot point to give Grindelwald possible power real quick. Um I think it's stupid, like how he manipulated all the wizards by like having a chillin' bow to him, and they're like, "Yeah, Greenwald." Also, who's voting for him? Is it everyone in the world, or just the people who who are standing there? It's very not explained. Not explained well. Um, again, politics were not locked down, but uh, I think so. I think what I was saying earlier with like they could have he tricked the wizard so easily, and like you would think in a world of magic, people would realize like, oh, maybe it's just bewitched. I think the reason he was able to bring a chillin' back to life is because he was had the Elder Wand and was so powerful, you know? Yeah. And was able to, like, bewitch it. I, I don't think the regular wizard can, wizard can do that, if any. Like, I think he needed the Elder Wand for it. So I like that they showed how powerful he was, partially using the Elder Wand. Um, poor Jacob got a Elder Wand Cruciatus curse. Oh, poor guy. Um, must have hurt real bad. I know. Um, that was cool. That see, I don't know that. Yeah, that, that made him feel menacing. Yeah, that yeah, I, I like that, that was cool. I, I I but I think the chill in itself was a weird plot point. I think it was a dumb plot point. Um, I think it was their attempt to weave Fantastic Beasts into it. I think it's cool lore, and I could see how it can like they weren't using it to directly choose him, but like the wizards were so easily manipulated. It really it like. It was just an excuse to bring Newt back. And then in the end, like when Newt is like, you know, if you ever, if you ever need me again, moving forward, like, you know, to give me like, I, I don't know. He said something weird. And I was like, obviously he's going to call you again. Like there's two more movies. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, definitely trying to combine the fantastic beast with the uh, Dumbledore Grindelwald sword Newt to almost be two separate things. But I, I mean, if, I think if they did it well and weave them in together, well, it would have been really cool to see that happen, but they're just like not weaving it in super well. 
Yeah, I would have been fine with Newt like having his own series or something, and then because Newt is actually like a really cool character. I think like especially they kind of harped on it in this movie where they're like he's like really the only magizoologist. Mm -hmm. Like that's cool. Like magical creatures are really cool, and that he's was, powerful. Like that's powerful. He's very powerful. Yeah, and that was one of the alluring things of the first Fantastic Beast movie was like they actually showcased a lot of really cool creatures. That'd be an awesome series on its own one of the most interesting parts of the Harry Potter original Harry Potter series was the stuff like the Deathly Hallows and how there's really powerful items that can be dangerous in the hands of the wrong people. I feel like this Dumbledore Grindelwald series deserves more weight towards their history and their history with the Deathly Hallows in particular. Um, I, I, I think other series have done a good job of weaving in like two big stories and making like making one harmonious story. I just don't think that, uh, I don't think, th think that this series has done it. And I'm, I am glad that this movie chose to go more the Grindelwald Dumbledore route, because I think the second one, like tried to balance them evenly too hard. This one went more Grindelwald Dumbledore, but still tried to weave in the newt stuff. And I think that's kind of where the plot gets messy, but if they were able to do it well, I think it would make a great combination. No, because magical creatures able. could be super powerful in like this battle, but it, 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 I don't know that Newt is the uh, the right lead character for the Dumbledore Grindelwald story. Yeah, like I would be fine with him being a member of Dumbledore's squad to go up against Grindelwald, but not the leader of the squad. Yeah, you know? but I, and I, I also get you don't want to make Dumbledore the main character. No, but it, it just it it feels weird the way they that avenue they took to combine them. Like you said, if they did it really well, I would like it because like they're both two really cool things um two other things i want to touch on well there's many other things i want to touch on but <laughs> um first off is we see you mentioned we see grindelwald use some really powerful spells i feel like tell me if you think i'm wrong but from the entire original harry potter series i've been conditioned to whenever i see green coming out of a wand it's a vodka davra feel like we saw that happen with Grindelwald a bunch of times and they didn't die or many characters all even in the beginning Credence I'm pretty sure like kills the mama chillin'. and then it and doesn't like immediately a, die and a green bolt comes out and they don't immediately die Grindelwald uses it against Credence in the end or so, and I believe it's still like kind of, I guess that's protection then maybe that one doesn't really count but doesn't Credence get hit with something in the end or someone gets hit with a green bolt or something. No, I think he Jacob. attacked Jacob, but he, it wasn't uh, green. It wasn't green. I thought yeah. it was going to be. I was expecting green and it wasn't. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, don't think it makes sense that the chillin, the mama chillin didn't die immediately. But I don't think that spells are always consistent in Harry Potter. No, uh, it's just... Accio doesn't do the same thing in the other do Fantastic Beast movies a few times. Um, it just moves things around and like levitates things. It's not what Accio does. Um, Expelliarmus throughout the entire Harry Potter series does not do the same thing. Sometimes it blasts people back. Sometimes it just makes their wand fly out of their hand. Well, in the book, isn't it? There's two forms of it. There's a disarming, yeah. and then there's a there's a defensive one that you use in duels. It's, a, like it's where... a disarming one. That's what it does. No, but I'm pretty sure isn't there one that like it's like I don't think so an attack spell like an Expelliarmus attack, and then it. I'm pretty. Maybe no. correct me if I'm. I don't know. No, I thought I in the so. books that there's like two. It's one spell. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But 
Anyway, spells are not always consistent, but let's talk about credence. I feel like we haven't talked. Yeah, about Yeah, that's at all. true. We haven't. Don't care and, about him. Yeah, <laughs> don't care about him at all. That's an, the whole allure for this movie. Well, one of the many, many, many allures of this movie is the end of Crimes of Grindelwald. The final line, the final reveal is, oh, you're a Dumbledore. You're Aurelius Dumbledore. I feel like it was inconsequential, meant nothing in this movie. It really wasn't inconsequential. Um, I wish I got to see more of his Obscurus magic because I love when he obscurials. His fight with Dumbledore was stupid. He like turns on a dime real quick back to their side, like... Just by being like, oh, you were lied to. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it just was a mess. And it, I just didn't care. He was like, he's lying to all of you. I don't <laughs> care. Get the hell out of here. Do you, do you uh, think that they lessened his role in the movie because of the Ezra Miller drama? No, I don't think they had enough time. That's what I thought. I think that happened too recently. But yeah. Yeah. It, I just, I, I, he could not be in the next movie easily and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. The, the the mirror dimension thing was cool, but I didn't understand it. If they explained that, it would have been cool. I would have rather have had a fight in the streets. Yeah, street fight. I don't know. It just it, it and, and like some of the the visuals were were really well done. It just like you said, he flipped on a dime, very kind of dissolved very quickly, and it's building to this whole thing. Like you see the writing on the on the glass. Like I was like, oh, is like is Dumbledore's sister like somehow communicating with like I really like didn't know who it was at first. I know it was Credence. And it's like cool reveal, bro. He's Aberforth's <laughs> son who has two lines in the movie and doesn't do anything by the end of it. Like he was a good actor for young Aberforth though. He was he was. He looks like him. Yeah. But and he like, sounds like him. Great. Like I really care that Aberforth has a son. Like, is he? Yeah. Re- I thought it was his br- their brother. That's what Grindelwald told him is that it's his brother. But like, what's going to happen in the next movie? Now is a- Aberforth going to be a big character now because they feel like they have to keep him in there? Because yeah, like, what 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 was that reveal meant to do? It it dissolved into nothing. Like I I don't get it, and I I think Grindelwald was cool. And menacing towards credence i liked seeing their moments together in this movie but the whole way they dealt with that reveal and explaining it and fleshing it out was i completely agree i think they like wanted to i don't know i think that scene with dumbledore and newt is good when they're giving like all the backstory i think that's like the secrets that they're referring to ariana was an obscurus he killed her we already knew that he has a nephew he's gay stupid <laughs> not the gay part but like we already knew most of that um yeah i don't know i wish we got to see it in a flashback i think that would have been way more enjoyable yeah. um but i also get why they want to don't want to do a whole movie of like flashbacks like it's it would have been a lot if they showed everything they wanted them to i don't know no but it would have been cool like if instead of starting the movie with they, they should have still had that scene with them talking like i'll burn the world down like with or without you but like would have been cool if they started off the scene, the movie, like with that flashback scene, like you seeing that fight between Aberforth. Oh, I actually think the first scene was perfect. You think so? I, I almost wish, uh, like you could have showed in a pensive. True. I, I like that first scene because it, it, it's easy. I think uh, sometimes flashbacks, movies have been trying to use flashbacks less recently because it's so commonly used and there are sometimes better ways to tell tell stories. 
So I think sometimes people shy away. I think the first scene was a good way of establishing the relationship, showing where the world's at right now. And then show the flashbacks later. Okay. Explain the mirror dimension. Um, Also, speaking of which, something else I want to get into. And another moment of uh, cool magic used by Grindelwald is when he takes the memories out of, I can't remember the guy's name's head. You the said, guy from the second movie that I, I think would, they we, recast. We got it. No, they didn't recast him, but we got to talk is about Is that him. the same guy? That is the same guy. He we, looks so much shrimpier. We have to talk about okay. him. Okay, but yeah, he takes the memories out, and then, like, what was the point of him taking the memories out? I, he had, like, what? Um, also, Dumbledore sending him to Grindelwald to, like, kind of spy, but in the end, he just, like, knocks over two people. Pointless. <laughs> it was pointless. It was. Yeah, like, one of... The, I think one of the other strong points in the movie was there was that squad feel. Yeah. Which is, and they could have made him. They could have made him cool, but like he was so blase the entire movie. And like, I just didn't understand his role in the squad they at all. They didn't recast him? Nope. I don't know if I agree with you. That's <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> he looks so much like shrimpier. I feel like. looks very no, different. It's definitely the same. And he same. had a mustache yeah um also speaking of i feel like he there was some good talk about like his relationship with lita cool uh theseus got over lita real quick newt too but but especially theseus because i feel like newt has got a new new girl in his life and moved on theseus like doesn't care there's like no resentment to grindelwald you're you're making a five-part series that's supposed to be about Dumbledore and Grindelwald, yet we got a whole movie about Magical Beasts, a whole movie about the Lestranges, and now a whole movie about Aberforth. Great. <laughs> hey. This one was about Dumbledore and Grindelwald, though. No, I, I'm exaggerating. but I, you, you, you I love trying. this movie, but I will call you, it out. Oh, my God. Dude. I had a feeling you were going to love this movie when I Honestly, you. I left, and I was like, that slapped. Um, I just enjoyed it is really where it comes from. And I think the story was easy to easy enough to follow that it didn't ruin my experience. Like the things that didn't quite make sense. I it didn't ruin each scene for me. Like I was still in it and I felt like there were moments of, there were good moments of tension that you really felt it. And I didn't want it to end. And it was a pretty long movie, but yeah, I, I, I kept wanting it to go on. I was yeah, like, okay. I, wa- I kept wanting it to go on. Cause nothing was <laughs> amounting to anything. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let something happen please. and i love a i love a coup i love a i love a political coup like i love like a schemy political oh, I you, thing like a, I, thought you, I thought you meant like a baby coup like, no 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 i mean like a, a coup d'etat um, okay. um i i love like an interesting political like uh corrupt storyline Mm-hmm. and i think it could it could have been even cooler if they explained it but i liked that aspect of it i liked that they like went for the whole like he's gonna take over the whole world i wish they explained it more um i like that they were like in in the ballroom in the dinner um i like that portion of it and i i loved every time grindelwald was on screen the water like when he was in the water and he like shoots credence against the wall i think that's such yeah a cool that was that was really cool and he like then teleports like that was cool wish we got more of that Yes, definitely wish we got more. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, there were parts of it that I enjoyed. I like that there was a squad. That's what made it. You brought back those same feelings of like Harry, Ron, Hermione, like uh, Neville and Luna. You know, the whole squad and everything. But just 
the members of the squad just don't make sense. They're not yeah. really well. They're not well written characters. Like the most, the most well written characters are probably Newt and Jacob. I would I would say. Yeah. Jacob's reasoning for being in this movie not really that well written. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I, feel like it was too messy, too all over the place. It definitely bettered from the second one, where like you said, moments of tension. There were a lot of them. There were really some great visuals, and you like actually cared and felt things about what was happening but at the same time i felt like every time something major happened dissolved too quick and it wasn't paced properly to have that weight or release that you're supposed to have i don't know yeah i i also think the squad feel i i think it had great squad feel and i think they had those moments but at times it felt too forced because not everyone deserved to be in the squad like hicks was introduced this movie um, she was cool, but she came out of nowhere. I really liked her, but she came out of nowhere. At times, she was a little too like put together and like. Was she in the second blah, 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 blah. movie? No. Oh, she had so. her British accent was horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if she's British or not, but she, she was too, very like uh, proper at times. Sing songy. She was yeah, very sing-songy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I did like her otherwise. Um. But she just came up in this movie. Like Jacob had no reason to be there. Theseus, like I did, I did really like Newton Theseus's relationship. But they should have made his motivations connected to Lita. Lita's brother was like cool because he had connection, kind of, but like didn't really do much. Um, who am I missing? Am I missing anyone? Uh, Bunty. Bunty. Just, I like there. Bunty. She's like the side character. Um, <laughs> but I feel like in movies where you're really building that squad, feel you need to like get why they're all there. Like I'm gonna take. I'm gonna use two examples. <laughs> Hunger Games, like the last movie, you get why they're all there, like all the squad that like was in the Hunger Games, and two, Fast and Furious. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into why, but they all have movies where their reasoning is explained and why they're part of the squad and why they're yeah. a family. Boom. I can see it. So God, they should have. I wish each of the members had more of like a reasoning and backstory to be there, but they were yeah. just like, "Oh, we're gonna take down the biggest wizard in the world," <laughs> and it just. The squad changes every movie. The first yeah, movie is yeah, like yeah. Queenie, Jacob, Newt. And yeah, Tina. that's a core four. The second movie throws in Nicholas Flamel, who, where is he this movie? Throws Nicola in Flamel. Yusuf and, and all the Lestranges. And then now this one throws in Bunty and Theseus. Like, yeah. I feel like the squad is changing too frequently. I feel like, like the second one didn't even have a squad. Like, there's just a bunch of characters running around. Yeah. We all know who the core four is. Why'd they take Tina out of it? Have Tina but save the day in the end. I guess her motivation would be credence. Like, is, is this, like, what is going to happen in this next movie? We don't even, so I don't know if you know, but the Warner, Warner Brothers said, like, yeah, like the, the, <laughs> the crux of the, uh, like the fourth and fifth film will not be made unless this movie succeeds at the yeah, box office. Which it didn't. I hope they do make it. I really hope they do make the fourth and fifth one. I do too because I'm like, like I, invested in it now after this third one. Now I really want it. I'm invested just for the Harry Potter lore, but oh, like I love this movie. <laughs> I can't, oh, you're crazy. Oh no, I, it definitely is not great, but it, I loved it. If we were ranking all the Harry Potter movies, like this would be pretty. This would be higher than the other two Fantastic Beasts, though. Might pretty. be higher than Half Blood Prince. No. No, maybe not. It's probably still worse than all the all the other Harry Potter movies. Yeah, but definitely the best of the Fantastic Beasts. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> no, it's definitely the best. 
All right, should we get to the report card? Let's do it. Um, the Popcorn Heist report card, for those of you joining us for the first time, is kind of how Jake and I rank movies that we, we see. Um, and we rank them on six categories, and then we do a little Excel magic, which gives it a, a percentage out of 100. Um, and, yeah, the categories are pacing, visuals, acting, music, story, and heart. So let's get right to it. Pacing. I know this isn't where you think the movie was strongest, so let's see what your ranking is for pacing. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Why is that? Do you want to explain? Or do you it want was to... just, uh, for all the reasons I said throughout this episode, like, just paced really poorly, things dissolved really quickly, reveals just kind of came and went, they ignored some reveals, um, Things felt inconsequential and like retconny of the first and second movie. Um, like I kind of felt like big battles were not really properly placed in the movie and then like didn't really connect to each other that well. I, I just, yeah, overall pacing was not good in my opinion. I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> um, I'll give it a 6.5, which is very oh different. Oh my God. I, I, feel like, I feel like most of the issues were not in the pacing for me. I think the the plot, some of the plot points didn't make sense. But when I think of pacing, I think of the way, like how invested I am in the movie at certain points. And I felt like I adequately got what I needed to be consistently invested in this movie at all times. I did feel like there weren't always connections. I did. I did feel like sometimes things like came and went with no explanation. Um, reveals weren't great, which I think is reflected in my six point five. But I do feel like I was engaged the whole time and interested the whole time. And I didn't want the movie to end. It was pretty long. And I I felt like at no point did I want it to end. Okay. Anyway, visuals. <laughs> uh, visuals, like I said, was a high point for me. Um, I'll give it like... Um, I'll give it an 8.5. Mm. It's solid. Uh, yeah, like... I feel like nothing really looked fake. I think all the magical creatures looked pretty good. Uh, the chillin' at certain points, like, maybe looked yeah, a little... the chillin' wasn't that cute. It, it, I think it was cute. It just looked a little... The it, was, most seat. it was cute, but it could have been cuter. Nothing beats the Nifflers. Those are, that's yeah. the cutest damn magical creature I've ever seen in my life. I love Niffler. Um, yeah, that was really the only one that looked really CGI-y. The rest of them looked pretty cool. Um, and the magic looked awesome in the scenes yeah. yeah i'll i'll agree with an eight i'll give it an 8.7 because i love this movie um no i i agree it kind of uh i feel like in the past movies they like really focused in on the magical creatures spent a lot of their budget there and the magical creatures like they went so over the top with them that they didn't really look that good um i was watching the second movie it kind of sucked um but in this one there was less magical creatures but they executed them each individually well and the magic they like refocused on the magic which i was happy about because i felt like i wanted to have a wand in my hand again which i didn't feel in the last two movies because they kind of just like do stuff in the other movies with their wands and like don't actually do anything like you don't actually they're just like moving stuff around and in this one you actually uh you actually wanted to have a wand in your hand again i felt like grindelwald's magic was really cool just for the water scene alone i should give it a 10 um I really miss them calling out the names of spells. I feel like they didn't do that at all in this movie. Yeah. Except Accio. Yeah. I mean, they should. I feel like in the later Harry Potter movies, they kind of stopped that. 
Yeah, they definitely. And they're adults, it, like, so I think they get better with it. We got, we need a. Ooh, get over. <laughs> we got Crucio. We did actually. That that this is true. Anyway, acting. Hmm, this is a tough one. Um, I'll go like a seven-two on this one. I think uh, Jude Law was strong. Mads Mikkelsen was really strong. Um, Aberforth, even though I didn't really like his role in this movie, I think he was a good Aberforth. Um, Newt is funny. Like, the way that uh, Eddie Redmayne, like, plays him, like, the way he crafted the character is, like, funny to me, but, like, not in a bad way. It, like, really works well for his character. Um, some of them were a little weird like we like we said uh i, I wish we remembered her name H higgs hicks mm -hmm. um she was all right um and who else was there was oh credence yeah i didn't think i wasn't really impressed with ezra oh, miller in, at all um so yeah i think it's around there like the acting was was decent i forgot about credence just for credence i'm gonna bring one I th i'm gonna bring it down a little bit from what I thought. I, th I was going to give it like an 8 to 8.2. And now I think I'll give it a 7.7. 7. Uh, Credence was terrible. But um, I loved Mads. My boy Mads. Is that his real name? Mads? I think so. Mads. Great. Loved him as Grindelwald. Um, and honestly. Um, just for the scene between Newt and Tina. I think they have great chemistry. I really like them. Um, they do they're they're cute and jacob was great like i think jacob gets better and better every movie um he's I, like a really good actor. Yeah. I like him a lot i think his actor is really good too like i think sometimes he's inconsequential to the plot but i like his actor a lot and he got a lot of screen time they, they really let him shine this movie even though mm -hmm. they didn't justify him being in it uh but jude law was strong um i don't he's know that dumbledore. i really see him yeah he's a good dumbledore but i don't really see him as much of like a young dumbledore at times like, he's no, like, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. You know what I mean? Like, I That's, think, it's hard to beat that. Yeah, he fits it. He fits it, but it's not per, It's not perfect, perfect. It's almost like a, we keep making Star Wars comparisons. It's like a Han Solo type versus, like, a Lando Calrissian type. Do you think that, uh, you think Ewan McGregor could have played a young Dumbledore instead of Jude Law? Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. I think Jude, I, I could definitely, I, I like Jude Law as Dumbledore. Yeah, I like I him think, as Dumbledore, too. But he he's not my, like... I, I just it's hard to connect the two characters together at times. I think that's more script and yeah than it is like actor. Yeah. But they try. They definitely try. Anyway. Okay. Music. Um decent. Nothing stand out. I, I don't think it it's definitely not John Williams that's still doing the score. It's gotta know. be someone else. Um Yeah, there there wasn't anything where I was like, ooh, like in in the battles or anything i mean obviously they played the the harry potter theme when you see hogwarts they have that opening title fantastic beast theme but nothing where i was like oh this is like really really awesome um i'll go like a 7.5 yeah I, I mean i kind of agree with you there were there was a few moments for me where i really liked it when they walk into the room requirement they're like blast the harry potter theme and it's really cool um and i i think at the end they kind of because they're in like a little I, I don't know how to explain it they're in like a little town in the floating air and they like play like a it, it felt like a very adventurous yeah it was magical but it was almost felt like a 
Indiana Jones type adventure. It's like hard to explain, but I remember there was a moment I was like, okay, this fits really well for what they're doing right now. Um, but it, I mean, it wasn't the best score, score of all time or anything. Um, I'll give it like a 7.6. Point one higher. Ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah, two more categories. Story is next. Um. This one's like a 4.5 for me. <laughs> uh, I think it has some strong elements in it. Like you said, the political coup d'etat. I think that's a really interesting route to go for Grindelwald to separate him from Voldemort, who just kind of was like really evil and like kind of a cultist. Um, not to say that Grindelwald is not a cultist, but like he's clearly more methodical, more like... I guess you could maybe smart. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I think that's a really strong element. I just, like we've said in throughout this episode, the fusing of the fantastic beast worlds with the Dumbledore and Grindelwald, like wasn't effective. Um, and I just think it, it was a little retconny and confusing. You know, they meant to confuse Grindelwald, but I feel like he wasn't confused in the slightest. We were just mainly confused the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, I think it's hard. This one's probably one of the lower ones for me. I think the overall story is good, but there's a lot of inconsistencies and things that should have just been executed a, a little bit better. Um, but again, then again, I, I enjoyed a, a lot. Like, I enjoyed the overall story. I liked where it was going and I liked the whole political portion of it, but I, I even that part wasn't really executed well. I think the chill end like was an interesting way to fuse the fantastic beast with Grindelwald, but it just made all the ways it seemed kind of stupid and like was kind of like almost a cop out plot point. So I think there was, a, I could see where they were going with a lot, but it wasn't always perfectly executed. And like, you didn't always get why the characters were doing what they were doing or where they were in the first place and why they were there. Yeah. Um, I can agree with the 4.5. And the last category is heart. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 5. Just right down the middle. Um, it, it's, it's hard for to put a score on this because J.K. Rowling is the creator of the franchise and she's clearly like one of the main screenplay writers so who am i to say like this doesn't have heart in it like you know she's the creator here um and there's definitely is some heart here because there's so many like little things that you can pick out that you're like oh they're they're clearly trying to like expand the lore but at the same time there's an equal amount of this is thrown in without enough care given to it this is thrown in without enough explanation given to it this kind of contradicts something that we know about the lore like you have something great about the lore here and you're ignoring it a little bit. Um, you know, I just feel like it's not enough devotion given to what the series is supposed to be about. These great characters, Grindelwald and Dumbledore, great relationship. We've seen it in the past with like Magneto and Professor X. We know that relationship is something that people gravitate towards and you're sacrificing that just to throw a hosh posh of like new things in there. So that's my reasoning for why it's right down the middle. You know, I feel like it's equally balanced between stuff that has no, not enough heart and stuff that has heart. So it's funny. Cause I actually love this movie, but I think I'm going to go a lot lower. <laughs> um, I, I think from, for me, like 
they're definitely just trying to milk out the Harry Potter franchise a little bit. Like you can kind of tell, um, they're, it seems like they're trying to shoehorn into stories. Um, and like, J- they're kind of like trying, like JK Rowling, I think can give an overarching like story, but sometimes like they don't execute it perfectly. I also think it doesn't do a great job of like capturing the magic of Harry Potter kind of makes you not want to be a wizard because the way the wizarding world like suck like how it works it sucks like it's harry potter everyone wanted to be in hogwarts and everyone wanted a wand and wanted to be sorted into a house and this does not make me want to be a wizard at all you know (laughs) like there's there's no whimsy um far away yeah like why would i want to be part of this um so i think it's definitely missing that which is like the whole heart of harry potter if you think about it so i i think i take a little away from it for that um i'm gonna give it a 3.5 wow all right i have no idea what this score is gonna turn out right the score is drumroll please a 62 percent i think it's uh, a little high i think it's (laughs) perfect (laughs) obviously you're gonna think it's a little high i love this movie honestly i might have given it a lower average score than you did no, there's no way. I think so. Uh, my average of the things was six point four. Oh, and you were five point nine. I was I was higher than you. Um, I'm I'm good with it. I'll say I'll it again. With- I kind of loved this movie in a weird way. I'll live with it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie of 2022? Question mark. No, Turning Red is my favorite movie of 2022. Yeah, Turning so Red is my favorite. Um, yeah. This is this is probably my second, though. I like this better than Morbius, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, that That's tough to say. I guess, yeah. I, I no, this is Morbius. definitely better than... I, I, I didn't hate Morbius, as we know. Go listen to that episode if you watched Morbius and um, want to see why we didn't like it very much, but also didn't hate it as much as everyone else. Um I like this better though. Honestly, yeah, loved it. I, I guess I could say I like I liked it better than Morbius. Um, yeah, I don't know, but there's a lot on the horizon. Good movies coming out this year that I feel like these are just going to fall to the bottom we'll anyway. See. We'll see. No way. <laughs> Doctor Strange two and Thor: Love and Thunder are going to blow this out of the water. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder maybe. No, Doctor Strange. Just hate Dr. Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Well, you will. said that was so funny. Doctor Strange will because of Wanda only. Oh man, I hate the multiverse. I hate Doctor Strange. I'm gonna enjoy the movie though. Well, did, have you heard about this new multiverse movie that is has nothing to do with superheroes? But yeah, it's to be like uh, one of the best movies of the year. Yes, I actually really want to see it. What is it called? I, everything, everything, everywhere, yeah, all at once. I really want to see that, and I really want to see um. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, me too. I like really have to get myself to the movie to see it. I heard they're both really good. I got to. Uh, I wonder which I, one I'll see first. I want to see everything everywhere first. Um, yeah, I feel like I, feel I like... need to catch up on Nick Cage movies before I see unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know if I'm gonna. I, once it's out of the movie theater, I'm not gonna see it. Once I'm not tempted with a giant bucket of popcorn, I don't think I'm gonna go. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it. I just have we both been on. We've both been on a streak of going by ourselves. Yeah, I know. Look at us. Yeah. Honestly, as we should, uh, we run a movie podcast. Uh, I love going to the movies by myself. 
Me too. I kind of want to see Sonic 2 also. I want to see Sonic 2 also, but I've never seen Sonic 1. I'll watch it quick. Like, you can easily, like, yeah, you can see it. Maybe I'll it's watch on, it It's on streaming, I'm pretty sure, now. What's streaming? It's a lot of streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on Prime, I'm pretty sure. Perchance uh, I will. Perchance. Um, you know who's in Everything Everywhere All at Once who hasn't been in a movie in decades? No. Um, short round from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Oh, he's okay. My it's like his first movie, least in... favorite movie of all time. By the <laughs> way, you know I hate that movie. If you've if you're a consistent popcorn Heist fan and you listen to our sequels episode, that's like my least favorite movie ever. Temple, you got to rewatch it. You got to rewatch it's it. Terrible. <laughs> but anyway, it's he he hasn't acted in a movie in like 30, 40 years, and oh, he's wow. back. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Secrets of Dumbledore, honestly, we can't give a spiel at the end about the movie because I don't think we agree very much on the movie. Actually, we agreed on a lot of plot points, but our overall feeling of the movie is just very different. I think we both agree that it's better than the second one. It's definitely better than the second one. (laughs) Um, Best movie of 2022. Aside from turning red. (laughs) Aside from turning red. (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll talk about Harry Potter more soon um hopefully we talk about another harry potter movie before they nix the whole franchise oh my god i hope so like it deserves its justice do you all right so to close out the episode i guess like one of the long-standing rumors for harry potter is that we're gonna get an or series or like uh, a harry after the the main i just don't uh, saga like do you care at all (sighs) i mean i'm sure i'd watch it either would take my money um however it's I'm sure they'll do more with it. Like they have so much potential, but I don't know. There's just some franchises that aren't, you're so ingrained in the original story that you're like spinoffs just aren't ever going to capture the same as the original. And like, we've talked about this in other episodes too. Like star Wars has the benefit of being able to like have spaces between movies that like you can put in content mm-hmm. and, fill in with characters that are like from other content where I feel like Harry Potter, you're either getting a story after or a story before there's really no space in the middle to weave things in. So it's hard to connect it directly to the original story without connecting it too much where it's just like clearly the same thing. Um, you could do a, you could do a whole series about what Voldemort did from the beginning of the school year to the end of the school year. <laughs> Sat in his cave. <laughs> No, I I feel like this whole conflict between Dumbledore and Grindelwald is their bet was their best option for a spinoff to expand the lore. I don't think an horror series or a post Deathly Hallows Part Two series is needed at all. They should um, finish this. They should finish this, and Call how much you want to be- how much you want to bet that the last movie. Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald. He's in Azkaban and Dumbledore goes back to Hogwarts and a little student runs by him and it's Tom Riddle and they tease like a, a, a Tom Riddle project. Honestly, I'd love a Tom Riddle before, like as he makes Horcruxes and stuff. Be interesting, right? But I honestly, it'd be hard without the actor from Chamber of Secrets because he's gorgeous. <laughs> JK, JK. No, but I liked him better than the one in, uh, Whatever it was, uh, half blood prince. prince. Um, I don't know. 
Don't tease anyway. me with series that aren't going to be made. No. Don't do it. But, anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you Join enjoyed Secrets of Dumbledore as much as I did. Join the <laughs> <laughs>